I am once again begging you to stop losing debates to gun grabbers. Thank you. Yesterday, John Stewart had Senator or State Senator Nathan Dom, Republican of Oklahoma, on his show uh, to debate the Second Amendment. And it's on Apple TV. I don't have a subscription because I'm poor. Just kidding. But I don't have it because I don't like to give money to our enemies. Uh, so this is an eight-minute just absolute beatdown, and I'm going to do my best to demonstrate what you ought to be saying in these moments as opposed to what State Senator Nathan Dom did. I'm a strong proponent of the Second Amendment. I believe the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's the one right that's listed in the Constitution that uses that very specific affirmative language, you know, shall not be infringed. Well, it's also the one right that uses the, the phrase well-regulated. I'm not even going to get into the explanation as to why well-regulated meant something totally different than what John Stewart means and the fact that regulation is used in the complete inverted fashion. So I'm just going to set that aside and say, conservatives, I am imploring you to stop relying on the Constitution when you're talking to your enemies. They don't respect the Constitution. So why did they, why would they care? They're only going to use it as a cudgel against you. They're going to use semantics and lame argumentation to try and dismiss your God-given right to defend yourself. Just make it explicit. Do I have a right, John Stewart, to defend myself? If the answer to that is yes, well, then you don't get to dictate what weaponry I'm allowed to possess. And take it to the extremes. Stop being so passive and like try to moderate your your argumentation just to try to appeal to these people. You're not going to appeal to them. You need to stand tall. Correct, when it's talking about the militia and the state. By the way, just for clarity's sake, yeah. I'm not against the Second Amendment. I'm not against, I don't want to ban. He's lying. And guns. But you're saying more guns makes us more safe. Yes. So when we got 400 million guns in the country, we had an increase and gun deaths went up. So when exactly does this curve hit? This is your opportunity to talk about the totalitarian regimes that have reigned over the planet for the past few hundred years, including the COVID hysteria and nightmare where they locked us in our homes. This is an opportunity. If you pussyfoot it, you're going to come across like an idiot and weak and you should not be respected. And that's exactly what he does. That takes it down. Would a billion guns do it? Let's just run those numbers. You know, 400 million, 50,000. Uh -huh. You're talking about a less than a fraction of not even a percent, of a hundredth of a percent. But it goes up, not down. So your argument is backwards. No, no. It's a causation versus correlation argument. And John, of course, is discounting the fact that the global economy was locked down. <clears throat> People were driven out of work. They had purposelessness. They had... <clears throat> drug drug addiction that skyrocketed, homelessness that skyrocketed, and yes, violence that skyrocketed. It is not correlated with the gun ownership. It is, in fact, a product of government tyranny. Does this man make this point? No, he does not. Does he bring up the fact that the vast majority of those homicide or of those gun death figures that he brings up are, in fact, not homicides? That they are suicides? Suicides of despair? because of the very government that he wants to have a monopoly on violence? Does he bring any of this up at all? No, he doesn't. And this is why you lose. This is why you always lose. 
but if you want, okay, so so let's let's come up with a solution. Okay, so one of the issues, a contributing factor, again, I, I believe it's the individual that is the problem. So your solution to that is give them more guns. So I'm saying that because people are the problem, we need to look at the problems that those people are facing and how do we address it. For but instance, you've removed the ability for the state to do that. No, because, because you're... If uh, you don't have... See, he's pussyfooting. He should be saying, yes, I removed the ability of the state to do that because I don't believe the state is capable. Make the argument that you believe in. Do not soft sell it. Then you come off like you're a fraud and a hypocrite. Oh, so frustrating. Have background checks mm -hmm. and you don't have registration and permitting. How do you know who has a problem in terms of the people who you're giving a gun to? You Window has been opened. What is a gun registration program? Almost always a precursor for gun confiscation. You have to bring it up. Yes, they're going to say, oh, this is America. Oh, that would never happen. It doesn't matter. You have historical examples that you can point to that will demonstrate your case and your concern is well-founded. Regardless of how laughable they find it, it's the truth. It's the reason we don't allow for registration of guns, even though they have gun registration programs in most states. But setting that aside. Do you want to talk about the background checks first or do you want to talk about solutions first? I want to talk about what you're doing is you're bringing chaos to order. That's your subjective opinion you, that it's bringing chaos to order. It's not my subjective opinion. We it have 50,000 gun-related deaths. That's not a subjective opinion. Okay, so that's dead people. Let me let me back up for a second. In uh, once again, had he already brought up the fact that that over half of those figures that he's talking about are suicides, then you can now make the argument that the government is responsible for the chaos that has ensued, because. The amount of suicides is unnatural. It's a product of tyranny. But because he didn't do that, he now just has to sit there and get beat down. In every other place in your life, you want to bring order. But guns are the outlier for you. So let's start with immigration. Guns are not an outlier to order. John Stewart wants a monopoly on violence held by the state, a state which no one in their right mind trusts. So let's not pretend as if John Stewart is the one advocating on behalf of order. Do not allow your opponent to, to frame you as being a hypocrite by saying, I want order, but also I want to be able to possess an ability to defend myself, and that makes chaos. It's a false premise and just totally wrong. You want registration, maybe a wall, maybe not a wall. Why do you want that? Well, one of the reasons is because the fentanyl crisis. Right. I mean, okay. But And this, my dear conservative friends, is exactly why you cannot believe in drug prohibition while also believing that you have a right to the Second Amendment. Okay? I'm going to tell you this one last time. Because you believe that the American people are incapable of deciding what substance they get to put in your in, into your body, well then, the liberals now get to dictate which weaponry you get to own because it's the same exact argument. It is saying that we are too dangerous. We are incapable of governing ourselves. We must rely on the government to do so. We must empower the state in order to dictate what we are allowed to possess and ingest.
you come across across as a hypocrite because you are being one. It's very straightforward. And you don't know when it's coming across. So what do you but do? But the fentanyl crisis is twice what the gun death crisis is. Okay, so, so until the gun crisis gets no, to the fentanyl level, not until it, you don't want to bring order. No, not until it. But, but do you see my talk, point? If we're going to talk about protecting lives, that's a larger issue in uh -huh. America yes. than guns is. If we're talking about individual lives yes. of ways that they can be protected, loss of life in America. There's loss of life through fentanyl. There's loss of life through obesity. The obesity crisis in America mm -hmm. costs six times the number of lives as guns. Right. And, and so, you're the guy saying, you know what would help this? Ice cream. <laughs> no. So you know what would help the problem that we're facing with firearms? What? The fatherlessness crisis that we have in America. If you look at the statistics. Right. Yeah, they're 80, dying from gun deaths. 80% yeah. of school shooters uh -huh. either came from a broken or fatherless home. Uh -huh. So you, you would say no guns for fatherless homes? No, that's not what I would say. Oh. I would say that fathers need to be more engaged. Great. Uh, so let's, crime let's with a firearm more, if they don't have a father in the home. Let's put more resources into areas that are poverty-stricken. All for it. And into fatherlessness. And that's something that we're... But Not a solution. It's a cultural issue. The culture has been degraded by the, the nanny state that we already have and the welfare programs that have already broken so many homes because the incentive is to not have the father in the home. You cannot then turn and say, oh, no, no, no. We need the state to remedy this. You're playing right into his hands. It's embarrassing. But we're why with guns are you against bringing order? I'm not against bringing order. You are. You're also making it less safe for cops and for people. When the police go to a domestic call, it's the most dangerous call they can go on. Mm -hmm. In your world, if they knew that there were firearms in the house, that's a safer call. Is that what you're saying? No, because police... Because why? Because police treat every situation as a, pot a potential... But idea. more guns makes us safer. So why don't, when the police go to a house filled with guns... Why don't they breathe a sigh of relief knowing that this Second Amendment that shall not be infringed is being exercised so fruitfully in this home? Are you familiar? This is a terrible, terrible claim. Basically, he's saying that <clears throat> the enforcement arm of the state now fears the people, and that is a problem. No, John Stewart, that is the purpose. If this man was courageous enough to state it overtly, then this would be a clear point to make. But instead, because he's a Republican and he has to pretend as if, you know, backing the blue, any sort of, uh, you know, emotional upheaval that happens within the police officers on a domestic violence call is somehow a problem. It's not a problem. They should respect us. It's ironic because the left oftentimes talks about police brutality. Oftentimes the, the police brutality occurs occurs amongst the minority community that's been disarmed because they live in Chicago or New York City and they're not allowed to legally own firearms. And God forbid they do, in which case they get put in prison for years and years, even if they haven't committed a crime. So many opportunities missed. Familiar with the 39-year-old woman in New Jersey. I'm familiar yeah. with a ton of anecdotes. Yeah. I'm no, asking not, you a simple is, question. This is not an anecdote. When no. the police actually go to a house. She had a restraining order on her ex-boyfriend. I can run through I know, we hundreds run through and hundreds of examples of women killed by their domestic partners by guns. 
that were not taken away through uh, uh, the lessening of red flag laws. You're pivoting but to anecdotes. No, this is not anecdotes. What the police say, if we had gun registration, if we were able to track purchase. You see the, you see the opening there? He says, what the police say. He knows his opponent. He knows his opponent better than this man knows John Stewart's argumentation. That's a, that's a failure. He's saying the police say, because he knows that the Republican is duty bound to appreciate whatever claim some random cop in some random city has to say about gun registration. The cop's opinion on this doesn't fucking matter. If it doesn't align with my God-given right to defend myself and my property. If we are, they have a technology that every bullet would be stamped with an individual like a fingerprint. If we had an ATF that wasn't defunded, we would be able to enforce gun laws more effectively and we would be able to solve gun crimes more effectively. You're against all of that. <laughs> it, uh, once again, if this is a libertarian sitting there as opposed to a Republican, you could demonstrate that the ATF shouldn't exist whatsoever. You can bring up Waco. You can bring up a litany of examples where the ATF is overstretched and murdered innocent people, women and children, if that helps. Because the person is the threat, not the firearm, not the knife. I get the, it. The person and the individual right. is the one that is the concern right. here. But you don't want anything that could help law enforcement or society determine whether or not a person is a good guy with a gun or a bad guy with a gun. Right, because we don't believe in pre-crime. That's what you say there. You don't soft sell in this moment. You say, we don't believe in pre-crime. If someone hasn't committed a crime, they should have that right. They should have that right to defend themselves and their property. But you're going to moderate your position and you're going to come, come across as a moron. Disappointing. Most even the registry would allow you to have much more effective background checks. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why you won't just admit that you are making it harder for police to manage the streets. Correct. Don't back away from that. A police officer's job is not to be easy. They're dealing with dangerous people and hopefully a well-armed population. You have to force the police to respect the people that they are policing, assuming that you believe that a police force should still exist. And if they are to exist, well then, they should be fearful of overstepping their bounds when it comes to their police work. That is another portion of why the Second Amendment exists and shall not be infringed. By allowing all of these guns to go out without permits, without checks, and without background stuff. Why is that hard? Why can't you just stand by that? Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm defending the individual's right to keep and bear arms. That's a different argument. Okay. But you may do, here's, here's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You want to say I'm a Second Amendment purist and I'm making it safer. You're not. You're making it more chaotic. And that's not a matter of opinion. That's the truth. That is a matter of opinion, John. But why take away their tools? Because certain of their tools that they're using would be infringements upon the people's right to keep and bear arms. And why are they infringements? Because a background check essentially 
says that the state has the ability to dictate based off of their arbitrary guidelines, who is and isn't allowed to purchase and own and possess a firearm, a tool to defend themselves, their family, their property. Because this guy is soft selling every single thing he actually believes in, I'm assuming he actually believes in what I'm talking about. I don't know for sure. Um, but because of that, he has now left the door open for hypocrisy to be called out and for all of his argumentation to be defeated. I just want you guys to understand that's what's happening here. It is it is the attempt at moderating your stance that makes your stance trash. Upon their constitutional rights, upon due so process, you're saying upon other things. That registering is an infringement. Yes. Okay. Good. Good for him. At least he, he said something just plainly. Is voting a right? No. The answer is no. But he's gonna fall into the trap anyways. It's a right for citizens, yes. Do you have to do anything to do it? Yes. What do you have to do? It depends on the state. What do you have to do? Sometimes you have to be, you have to be at least 18 years old. What do you have to do? And Keep in going. some places you have to uh -huh. have a government-issued ID. What do you have to? You have to? You have to be on the voter rolls? Register. You have to register. Hmm? So you have to register to a right. Is that an infringement? Does the right to voting say shall not be infringed? <sighs> Christ. Because when you register to vote, it is not declaring to the government that you're going to now possess a lethal weapon. It's a totally different argument. Ah, oh, so frustrating. <laughs> oh, so this is just a semantic argument now. No, it's not. You believe voting rights can be infringed because it doesn't say specifically is it shall an, not be infringed. Is it an infringement upon a 17-year-old's right to vote since they don't have that right to vote? No. Oh, we, not infringement on them? No, okay. ab absolutely not. Why not? You're the because you're the one making the argument, not me. I'm exactly because he laid the trap for you in the very first minute of this interview by getting you to found like the foundation of your argumentation is shall not be infringed. It's words on parchment. It's a fucking fool's errand. You have handed your enemy a tool to defeat you and nothing more. It lends no credence to your argument at all. I'm saying even rights have responsibilities and that within those responsibilities responsibilities, are responsibilities yes. and order otherwise it's chaotic i'll go you one further you want to ban drag show readings to children to my why? House, yes why 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 what are you protecting why can we prohibit children from voting those under 18 from voting? why are you banning that is is that free speech are you infringing on that performer's free speech they can continue to exercise their free speech just not in front of a child why because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances to What's protect What's the children. leading cause? <sighs> I'm telling you conservatives, this is why you guys get hemmed up because you're not consistent. Because as soon as you start going, the government does have a responsibility to protect. That's exactly what John Stewart's argument is. You're feeding right into it. The government has a responsibility to uphold and defend the Constitution. Does not have the responsibility to protect you from drug consumption or from parents taking their kids to, in this situation, what he's actually describing is the story hour, which is not the, like, the more stripper-esque type of things. 
So if you want to ban that, yeah, you are overstepping. The government should not be doing that, in my opinion. Should parents be taking their kids to that? Absolutely, absolutely fucking not. But to say that that is a crime of which the government, you should empower the government to ban it outright, is just, it just defeats your entire argument. Cause of death amongst children in this country, and I'm going to give you a hint, it's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying fuck to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. Boom. And this is why you lose. Okay. That's why. And John did his job. He went up against someone who is a politician and one that lacks courage to, to stand by his actual convictions and to have a well-founded, well-rounded belief system that uh, enables him to not get caught up in Hippocratic or uh, uh, hypocritical rather. Uh, argumentation. So he paid the price. And as a result, the two-way defending gun-owning community also pays a price. So this is why I wanted to do this episode is because I want you guys to be better equipped for these types of discussions and debates. Look, I'm not even the best on this. I've only owned guns for a few years. So like I am not, you know, grow up shooting, shooting, hunting type of guy. But I at least understand why it's important and I'm, I'm unwilling to back off of that in any form or fashion. And until you're willing to do that, you will continue to lose these debates to people that try and appeal to your uh, you know, sympathy for the death of children, which who isn't sympathetic to that? If you can't approach this with the level of seriousness it deserves, if you can't say, look, what's happening in our communities when it comes to school shootings are tragic. However... The populace's ability to defend themselves from an overreaching, tyrannical government, you will never, ever disarm the American people. Just as Alex Jones said to Piers Morgan all those years ago. 1776 will rise again! That type of shit. Just be real about it. That's what it is, okay? It ain't about hunting. It isn't about shall not be infringed. It's about I have a right to fend myself and my property and you'll never stop me from doing it, ever. And you can put me behind bars, you can put me in the ground before I'll ever relent from this position. This is actually the spirit with which you should approach this because it is the spirit with which our founders wrote that document that you referenced so highly. Until you can do so to honor them and the spirit with which they delivered that message, you will continue to lose just being straight with you. And I say all of this with the deepest love and sympathy, genuinely. It's because I want you guys to be better at this. And as I've said, I'm not the best, but I'm better than that. That's for damn sure. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to play a clip from Donald Trump, who, since I've already, you know, I've appealed to, the, to my right-wing base by saying, by defending, uh, you know, gun ownership, 
Now I'm going to really upset some of you guys. So if you're a hardcore Trump supporter, shut this off right now. All right. If you're open to uh, hearing dissenting viewpoints when it comes to Orange Jesus, lock in, prepare yourself, because this was not good. And I'll explain exactly why. Ugh. Donald Trump proposes building 10 new cities across America. <laughs> Here we go. Past generations of Americans pursued big dreams and daring projects that once seemed absolutely impossible. They pushed across an unsettled continent and built new cities in the wild frontier. They transformed American life with the interstate highway system, magnificent it was, and they launched a vast network of satellites into orbit all around the Earth. But today, our country has lost its boldness. Under my leadership, we will get it back in a very big way. If you look at just three years ago, what we were doing was unthinkable. How good it was, how great it was for our country. <laughs> our objective will be a quantum leap in the American standard of living. That's what will happen. Here are just a few of the ways we can do it. Almost one third of the land mass of the United States is owned by the federal government. Pause. Hello. Problem. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. So let's start there. If you have an actual liberty minded candidate, they would go, this is unacceptable that the federal government owns one third of all of the land. Oh, we have a shortage of land. Oh, we have a shortage of housing. Oh, we have inflation that's running rampant in the housing market. Hey, how about this? How about we sell off some of these federal lands? It's insane that they own a third of this nation. You could go that route, but no, Trump instead offers you up the genius idea of Potemkin villages. Awesome. With just a very, very small portion of that land, just a fraction, one half of 1%, would you believe that? We should hold a contest to charter up to 10 new cities and award them to the best proposals for development. In other words, we'll actually build new cities in our country again. These freedom cities will reopen the frontier, reignite American imagination, and give hundreds of thousands of young people and other people, all hardworking families, a new shot at home ownership, and in fact, the American dream. Everything he's describing is top, down controlled economy. This is the man who's made his name off of saying China. And what he is describing is China economic models. No one has a problem with this. This is how we intend to defeat the communists by behaving as they do. Fucking count me out. Another big opportunity is in transportation. Dozens of major companies in the United States and China are racing to develop vertical takeoff and landing vehicles for families and individuals. Just as the United States led the automotive revolution in the last century, I want to ensure that America, not China, leads this revolution in air mobility. These breakthroughs can transform commerce, bring a giant infusion of wealth into rural America, and connect families in our country in new ways. Likewise, through our strategic national manufacturing initiative, which is going to be very big and very, very successful, 
We will turn forgotten communities into hives of industry, producing the goods we will no longer import from China. We will also have a major initiative on lowering the cost of living with a special focus on lowering the cost of a new car and lowering the cost to build a single family home. All of that is Newspeak for subsidies. This is the great hope of conservatism. For real? For real. You're going to subsidize cars and housing. Do you understand that is primarily why we had bubbles in these industries in the past? Do you understand that's why housing has been overpriced and unreachable for the vast majority of young people throughout the past 20 years? Is because, or 15 years, I guess, since 08, because you have kept interest rates artificially low, which subsidized developers and it subsidized current homeowners while debasing and unmooring the poorest amongst us. And you think that you're going to remedy it by reinflating the bubble by subsidizing housing once more and on top of the already manipulated interest rate market. Heartbreaking to hear this. And they will be beautiful homes. And I will ask Congress to support baby bonuses for young parents to help launch a new baby boom. Finally, I'll challenge the governors of all 50 states to join me in a great modernization and beautification campaign, getting rid of ugly buildings, refurbishing our parks and our public spaces, making cities and towns more livable, ensuring a pristine environment, and building towering monuments to our true American heroes. <laughs> Very importantly, I will also make sure all of these new places are safe. We love and cherish our police. They will do the job the way they have to. It is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. I will dramatically increase living standards and build a future that brings our country together through excitement, opportunity, and success. Thank you very much. Look, feel free to vote for him. I'm not telling you not to, okay? Uh, he's obviously better than Biden. <laughs> I'm just being straight with you. But this is not how America prevails. This is not how we beat the CCP by modeling their top-down dictates when it comes to economic growth. You don't subsidize a industry without creating malinvestment. You don't. You cannot. And they will do that again. And it will create the next bubble and it will create the next bust, assuming he's even allowed to run, much less win, much less enact any of the things he's talking about. But just assuming that he were to, it would be a net negative for the American economy and ultimately the American people. Just as we rightfully argued against subsidizing uh, home loans for you know, low credit score, usually it was targeted specifically by their own language towards minority candidates for home ownership or home purchasing. It created the 0708 collapse into 09. And I mean, that plus a litany of other government interventions into the free market. Trump is now offering you a whole nother level of interventions into the free market, which makes it less and less free. You cannot argue, you cannot run on being a small government candidate 
if you're going to espouse these types of things. And if you want to vote for him, that's fine. But you also can't then argue that he is a small government guy. By no stretch of the imagination is he. In the last year of his presidency, there was more money printed than at any time in our nation's history. And in fact, human history. So, okay. I'm just being straight with you guys. You can fucking love the dude still. You can say he's better than Biden. You're right about that. Doesn't change the fact. These are not good ideas. And I would be doing you a disservice to pretend as if they are. Now, I will say the subsidizing of parent parenthood is an interesting one simply because I think that it could be done in a fashion that actually just diminishes state power and diminishes your tax burden. And while I don't like having the government try and incentivize any sort of behavior, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think that that's what the government's role is. Well, if it has that role against my will, well then yeah, I would rather they just reduce taxes when it comes to people that have children. Just being straight with you. I think that that would be a better option not my preferred path, let me be clear, not my ideal path, but it would be a better option than, you know, giving people zero money down uh, home purchasing, for instance, and things like that. If you can just reduce people's taxes, I think that's always a good thing. So depends on the the uh, the rollout of that actual plan. If he intends to actually like just send them $10,000 checks annually if they have a kid or something, well then, yeah, that's not really reducing your tax burden. That's just welfare for parenthood. Um, but we'll see. We'll see on that one. I just hope, I just hope to God that the conservatives realize that this is not to their benefit long-term and that this further empowers the state and it further empowers the, uh, the police force of the state, the FBI, which most of you have now acknowledged is deeply corrupt. It like, you're not undermining them by, by growing the size of the state. You have to shrink the state if you want to undermine their power. And to do the opposite ultimately doesn't get you closer to where you want to be. Just being straight with you guys. All love. All love. Uh, as you can tell, I did this episode. No ads. Please like, comment, and subscribe down below. And go to libertylockdown.locals.com and sign up to become a supporting member of the show. The link will also be in the description. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to be having Richard Booth on next week to dive deep on OKC, the OKC bombing and a bunch of other great guests. So it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Fabian Liberty and Keith Knight on Monday. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. We're out. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?